Jesse Allen here at Farm Progress Show in Boone, Iowa, and uh, you know, driving around the grounds, running around. I, I run into some familiar faces. Well, I found one, Kevin McNew, Chief Economist with Farmers Business Network, FBED. Kevin, good to see you uh, here on the ground in Iowa. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Good to see you, Jesse, at this wonderful farm show in Boone, Iowa. Yeah, it's great to be here. Awesome weather, and I'm sure a lot of conversations that you are getting to have with farmers in attendance. I'm having some of the same. And I know you and I were chatting a little bit here before we went on the air. Um, there is a lot surrounding fertilizer, nitrogen, natural gas. We're hearing all these news stories, especially coming out of Europe right now. So talk to me a little bit. What are you seeing? What are you talking to farmers about when it comes to, you know, say fertilizer and nitrogen in general here as we head into the fall, Kevin? Yeah, you know, talking to farmers in the tent this morning, a lot of sticker shock as they're pricing anhydrous for this fall. And, you know, what's sad is farmers are like getting different deals uh, just across the road from each other. You know, we're hearing those conversations that it's all kind of like hush-hush of who gets what deal. And, you know, at FBN, our role and our initiative is about price transparency. So, you know, I don't like to hear that as a marketplace situation. But what I can tell farmers is get aggressive about locking in nitrogen because it's not going to get cheaper as we get fully into fall. You know, there's a big world shift going on around nitrogen and nitrogen pricing that I think is going to have big impacts. Well, and you mentioned that world shift. We're seeing and hearing about all the stories, all these plants in Europe shutting down because the cost to produce has just gotten so high. And that ties into natural gas prices, which are skyrocketing in Europe. But we think about the global supply of certain fertilizers and these plant shutdowns. One has to wonder what's the what's the ripple effect going to be or, or not going to be for U.S. farmers, Kevin? Yeah, great question, Jesse. I mean, let me put, first of all, the natural gas price gyration in perspective, because I don't think most farmers truly understand. We see our markets and our markets for natural gas are up about 400 percent in the last two years. And that sounds really painful. But in Europe, natural gas prices in the last two years are up 3,600 percent, a phenomenal price increase. And so you're right. All these fertilizer producers, these ammonia plants, especially in Germany and other areas where they have no ability to get outside liquefied natural gas are shutting down. Europe in combination is the third largest nitrogen producer in the world. And fortunately, US is number one. So we are blessed with a big reservoir of natural gas inventories that we can draw upon. Doesn't mean our prices are gonna be cheap because we live in a global market where we're shipping out a lot of liquefied natural gas to satisfy some of Europe's shortfall. Uh, so we're gonna feel some pain, but the implication is the world is going to be really challenged to grow corn like it used to. And U.S. farmers are going to be in the right place at the right time. Well, and I've been starting to hear some conversations as well. This ties in with, with fertilizer and locking in some of those prices now, especially as you look you know, for that fall application or you're looking ahead to 2023 and that crop. And I've started to hear some more conversations, some growers saying, well, Maybe I should lock in a little bit of 2023 crop, you know, corn, beans, wheat, etc., because I know my fertilizer cost, I can manage my margin even if I'm locking in stuff right now. Is that some of the same conversations you're starting to hear about? Yeah, I mean, I think it's always good to look at margin. You know, know what your costs are, know what your price to sell is. If you can lock in a positive profit, that's never a bad decision. 
But I think there's a lot of farmers who are not going to do that. And I think this is the year where you really want to be aggressive about locking in inputs, especially fertilizer. Maybe not so much Kim. I don't think we're going to have the Kim tragedy like we did in 2021-22. But I think fertilizer is always going to be, in the next couple growing seasons, a challenge from a price standpoint. Um, So I do think locking that in. And I think corn market is going to take the dominant role versus beans and wheat. Wheat and beans have been the leader in the last six months to a year. And I think that's going to that's gonna fade as we see corn take on more a dominant role because of the problems with corn production costs, with problems in the U.S. corn crop we're talking about. And we're already gearing up for South America's growing season, Jesse. As you know, La Nina, three years in a row, doesn't spell good things for Argentinian and Southern Brazil farmers. No, it does not. And we're watching what's going to happen in South America closely. And as you mentioned, that declining corn crop here in the U.S. And I agree with you. The conversations I'm having, the things I'm seeing just in the markets and the charts, it feels like this corn market's got some upside potential. Maybe, I wonder, near term, got to get into harvest and get through some of that harvest pressure and see what really is out there in the field. But I think after that, towards the end of this year, Kevin, this corn market, oh boy, I think there's some bullish momentum here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, Jesse. I think I think this is not a lightning bull market. In other words, we're not going to see a huge leap up anytime soon. But I think there's little downside risk. And I don't say that very often. I've been in this business for all of my life and 30 years as a professional. Uh, you know, balancing risk is important, but I think if I'm a farmer, I want to recognize that there's a lot more upside potential and risk on the input cost side and, and upside potential on grain prices. You know, we saw that this year, you know, corn back down to 550, but it didn't retreat significantly lower. I don't think it needs to go below where it's traded here recently. And I think, you know, as we get into 23, we'll start having those discussions around corn flipping out or losing corn acres this year i think producers are probably going to try and come back strong with wheat and wheat beans in those southeast acres where they can buy them well kevin i appreciate a few minutes of your time i know it's a busy time here at the show in boone the farm progress show but appreciate a few thoughts and i know we'll be talking again real soon with that though i'll let you go enjoy the rest of the farm progress show thank you jesse always a pleasure